Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's a Life Logistics episode. We are recording this from the palatial fifth floor suite of the Travel Lodge in Central Nottingham. Um, and this is the first time we've done an episode together in fucking forever, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, yeah, room. probably since our last tour. Probably, yeah, in we'll 2000 be, yeah, yeah. And early 2020. I don't know how to function. I don't know how to operate. I just won't look I, at I you. Don't, I don't know how, body language. I don't we, know what we, to do. We usually talk on WhatsApp video. We could WhatsApp video each other now from mm. inside the same room. Because it's easier to look at each other yeah, on a tiny there's screen. There's a bit over in the corner where my coat's hanging up. It's like a little wardrobe without a door. I, I could, could hide in there. Yeah, yeah. You could go over at the other side of the corner. I'd feel more relaxed, but we only have one microphone to talk into. Ah, that's, that's Luckily, true. Luckily, we've both. I've done a lateral flow today. I think you did one yesterday. I did one yesterday, so I'm, I'm, I'm covered. I'll do speaking, one later on. Speaking into the same microphone is um, one of the main things the government have warned people about. Yeah. Yeah, because you meant to have a plastic shield in front of you, aren't you? And a separate microphone. Because they, 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 so, they, uh, they know that a huge amount of people now, because there are no proper jobs left after Brexit, yeah. uh, over 50% of uh, adult males in Britain are now full-time podcasters. Yeah, so they've had to, they've had to. It's a real shame. but So they've had to publish quite a lot of literature on mm. COVID-safe podcasts. And it's the gig economy as well, isn't it? So, you know... We're all on zero-hours contracts. Zero-hours. There's if no I'm ill, no holidays. If I'm ill, it's not like you pay me. No, no. And vice versa, mm. you know, so... But then we do have our freedom, so, you know, it's very much like Uber driving. It's like Neil Kinnock said, I, I urge you not to be ill if you are a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, no, that really spoke to me, that speech. That's what made me join the Labour Party back then. <laughs> it was the end of his time, wasn't it? You know, like with the Uber drivers, uh, my mate was telling me the other day, he said every single Uber driver um, in his area, when you get talking to them, because he's the sort of bloke who'll have a chat with every Uber driver at length yeah. and depth. Great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then rate them afterwards, probably, on the level of conversation. He said, I've never met a single Uber driver in my area who isn't, like, also doing loads of crypto trading. Right? Oh, God. He said, okay. because all of them are like, yeah, I just do this in my spare time, but my main job is I'm a, I'm a crypto trader and uh, I'm on the verge of something quite massive. So Fucking this is just hell. paying the bills until that happens. Well, you're saying fucking hell, but I'm saying that's what maybe we should be crypto trading. I don't know. I watched the BBC Three documentary about this crypto trading thing, mm. and it just looks like a big pyramid scheme. Because you sign up to, I don't think you do it solo. You you sign up to these these other organisation that gives right. you like 
leads or whatever yes and links to the things you should be trading but you've got to invest a certain amount first right and I don't think there is any actual crypto in there it's just money being passed up the pyramid right to these fucking introducers or whatever they are it might still be on BBC well, the, the it's really interesting I think that the, everything's become a pyramid scheme everything's now. a pyramid scheme yeah this fucking podcast is a pyramid scheme well no it's not, deny it. it's not because is it not this, well, well, that's what I tried to set it up as. <laughs> but the pyramid scheme, this is what a pyramid scheme would be, is that you go, do you want to... The main thing that you see online is people going, do you want to get rich online? Uh, I can show you how to sell a course. Pay me yeah, this yeah. money and I'll show you how to sell a course because I've done it. Mm. But what they don't say is, in fact, it's what I'm fucking doing now, you cunt. Yeah, right? I'm doing it to you. You think the big reveal it. is going to be, yeah, I set up a course teaching people how to, I don't know, fucking speak Dutch or something. Right. And, and and then they were able to get jobs as Dutch interpreters. And that's how I did. But it's not, it's like, I'll show you how to do to other people what I'm currently doing to you. Yeah. And so it goes on. I don't know if that counts as a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme or, or I don't know. Does that mean that Dutch doesn't exist? Yeah, and then you get there and eventually you open a small cupboard <laughs> when you go through all the different levels of the pyramid. If you if you sustain it long enough to get to the top, you walk into a room in a travel lodge yeah. and I go where and you go, where is the Dutch? Yeah. And they say it's in that cupboard yeah. and you open it and the cupboard is empty and when you look around the guy who let you into the room has disappeared and all you hear is the squeak of some wheels of a taxi yeah. outside as it goes off to Heathrow Airport but it's like Scientology isn't it? that's the same sort of thing where you peer the more you peer the higher level you get of enlightenment yeah is that not kind of what we're doing then the more if you're IFS Turbo and you're peering the top whack you get more enlightenment from us you get more bullshit you get more yeah but we're not the, the thing is what we're not saying anything what we're not promising is anything in return that allows them to make money I think oh, that's okay. the real hallmark of so these this scams. is like a pyramid scheme but worse this is like entertainment right oh, okay. all entertainment is a scam in a sense Ooh. unless you put value on feelings of joy well that's the thing <laughs> but I mean feelings of joy come on I was in my hotel room we're not hippies I was in a different travel lodge a couple of nights ago and I turned channel 5 on and it was like 20 greatest TV magicians or something like that <laughs> and I just switched it off because I, I had a revelation I had some enlightenment about magic and it's a form of entertainment uh, me, me pal on Twitter Harry Flowers um, we've mentioned them before he, he refers to magicians as hand liars yeah they are yeah and they're talking about tricks and how they do them obviously they don't reveal them because they're members of the magic circle but ultimately you know that whatever they're doing is whatever it, you're it's seeing it's bullshit yeah, yeah. so fuck yeah. it yeah, hand yeah. liars yeah, but I think we're not. We're saying this is what this is. Mm. You can pay on. You can have some for free. Mm. If you want more, you can pay. And but all we're going to give you is more of the same shit. It's it's very much the and same. If yeah. you enjoy it and it and it enlightens, if it lightens your day a little bit and your mood, or you find it interesting or educational, then good. But don't think that you're going to get anything tangible out of it. What we what we are selling here is emotion. The truth is that if you think you've been entertained or educated or informed the truth is you haven't mm. you ju it's just a feeling you've got it's not real it's just noise I mean yeah. it's just noise, noise coming out into of your our head. mouths yeah yeah there's no entertainment at all no so but your the key thing is the scam would be if we were saying we if you listen to our podcast you will then be armed with the things you need to go and make yourself a millionaire 
Right. And that's definitely not true. We're not giving you anything that will... There is nothing to be gained in a material sense from listening to this podcast. I feel as though that will be coming down the line at some point, though, from us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we have to think of new levels. What's after Turbo? It'll I don't be... know. No, but really, there know. will be podcasters going... We've built a big podcast and we make money out of it. And if you pay us, we will fucking show you how to do the same. And then they go, well, how? And you go, oh, just uh, get a microphone and talk into it about ghosts. <laughs> then put it on the internet and see if anyone will pay you for it. Oh, thanks, mate. God. The more you think about it, the more ludicrous it is, isn't it? Jesus yeah. Christ. Everyone's got to make a living, though, mate. Well, yeah, I suppose so. To worth a pop. Um, this is a life logistics episode, isn't it? There's a, mm. there's a couple of things that have come in. Um, <clears throat> this one's from a while ago. James Henson. He actually messaged us. This is the wrong way to go about it. He's supposed to either put it in a tweet or an email. If it's a Patreon message, uh, it messages. might not get yeah. read. <clears throat> but he says, been on the IFS for a long time now, since you started it up. Thank you for your loyalty, James Henson. And interested in your views on some recent developments. Apologies for the short life story. But Sam mentioned on the last Melchester his KFC habitat. <laughs> he says, I was living above the Shepherd's Bush KFC and I've gone from oh. that to a much more serene flat with my partner in East Sheen. Fucking hell, this bloke's right from my manor. That's what he says. Shepherd's Bush. He's put in brackets, barns ends. Well, like, but Shepherd's Bush, you was I lived in, uh, like, uh, Notting Hill above the KFC there, yeah. and now he's gone to southwestern suburbia. He's followed the Delaney route. The, the Delaney life blueprint. Yeah, exactly. Is he stalking you, do you think? No, nah, he just knows He just knows how to do it. Um, moved there in the last couple of weeks, merely to improve my lifestyle and get away from the fanny powder that circulates <laughs> more readily in Shibu. <laughs> Mate, you are fucking wrong about that. Listen, I spent fucking 10 years on Labrook Grove, right? No no cocaine addict, addict uh, addiction, right? Moved to fucking Barnes, cocaine addiction. So, and and that is actually that is actually a point worth making generally is that people think, oh, and by the way, it's only fucking 10-minute journey from Shepherd's Bush to East Sheen anyway, so it's not like, like, oh, well, I'll never get some cocaine now. It's too far to walk, right? I'm going to go two stops on the tube. I, I knew a guy. Was- I knew a guy once, and he he was uh, he had a you know he was he was a rich kind of guy. One of those guys. He moved to LA. He was from Liverpool, but he moved to LA and sort of earned a load of money and lived the sort of wild kind of film producer lifestyle for a few years and got bang into the gear and the booze. And then he he just had to fucking check out and he moved to South Africa for some reason. And I said to him. Well, did you move there because, you know, to escape all the madness and the demons? <laughs> and he went, what are you talking about? He goes, you can be anywhere in the fucking world. If you're an addict, you'll fucking find mm. what you want anywhere in the fucking world. Mm. And the suburbs are fucking rife <clears throat> with coke, worse than the cities. i tell you why, it's because the suburbs are fucking boring, so people need more drugs. But, you know... Fuck me, you know. If you think you, if you think there's the that there's not cocaine in East Sheen, then you're in for a shock. This is kind of what he's saying because he says, "Then um, my life logistics question to you both is how to survive or thrive in a more suburban area mm. whilst avoiding the more cunty brackets Tory incumbents of yeah. suburban West London. Mm. Surely I don't need to get in the golf 
Um, basically, I want to enjoy the park life but retain my youth. How would you go about it? She is Jim. <clears throat> well, I mean, the first question is, does he have kids? Because I only moved to the southwest London when we had a kid on the way because that gives you, you know, that's sort of the reason in a way, you know, green open space is just more fucking kid friendly. Yeah. So, and then if you've got a kid, then you'll be doing mostly kid stuff. And then that means that you're automatically become assimilated with that sort of lifestyle. Luckily for him, where he is, it's not actually Tory central. That's like if you carry on into Surrey. Yeah. It is very Lib Dem in that area. I've noticed everyone's a fucking Lib Dem. Really? Yeah. I don't even know what that means anymore. I don't know what that means. But I think what it is, is it, I think it's people who've got a few quid. They're not posh as in old money posh, but they've got a few quid. And they're a bit scared of voting for the Labour Party in case they want to vote. I do care about people, but I just don't want to give away all my money because I need an extension. The communist cranks. Yeah, exactly. As I go, maybe the Lib Dems will be okay. I don't know what they stand for. But they're yellow, not red. So they're neither blue nor red. So it's somewhere in between, which is how I feel. Red is such an angry colour. But I find yellow soothing, so I'll vote for them. I do like the NHS. But I also really want to get a new car. Money as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I do feel a bit guilty. I know I might as well just not vote at all, but I feel as though I should pin some kind of colour to the mast. So yellow it is. Pointless, but there you are. There's a lot of cunts in my area who um, they send their kids to the state primary because there's good state primary schools. That's one of the reasons people move to those sorts of areas, right? And uh, so they send their kids to state primary school until a certain point, I think, like, you know, key stage two or whatever. Mm. And then they fucking jump ship, right, and get them into a fucking private school ready for them then seamlessly going into secondary private school. And I think, you fucking cunts, why don't you fucking make your mind up? So you're saying, we we think that private education is better. We want our kid incubated in an elitist fucking yeah, we'll, compound. we'll start paying after a while. But we don't Once want to the pay the whole time. Done. It's like, oh, that's right, cunts. So we're putting our work into the community and building a better fucking society for us all to live in where people can live side by side, not in fear of each other, right? And you're fucking taking the freebie and, like, smiling, and they're always patronising. You know the cunts who are going to do it before they've even done it. <laughs> you pick them out. You fucking know in reception. <laughs> By the time my second kid started, I'd spotted their fucking moves, right? Yeah. And I knew not to be friends with them, because I'd made that mistake my first kid. Oh, hello. Oh, yes, it's great. Oh, we're yeah. doing a fundraiser. We're doing a fundraiser for the fucking fe- for the fucking school. Oh, because the school's so poor, it would be lovely to help it have more money. And then, which we all do it together. And you're like, fuck off, you patronising cunts. You're fucking out See of here. See what your endgame is here, uh, up, to the fucking, yeah. uh, up to the fucking whites only <laughs> compound up the, the road. castle up the which, road. Which, by the way, is what it fucking is, cunts, <laughs> right? Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jalapeño. There's no fucking... There's no, uh, if, you, if a kid's from a nice family and has got a stable home life and kids are engaged, uh, parents are engaged, there is no difference whatsoever in academic achievement, yeah. right, between yeah. private education and state education. So once you take that lie out and go, well, let's just say I wanted them to get better results than the other children so they could have huge advantages over them in later life. Well, that's bollocks. So what, what is it about then? Is it fucking laziness because you can't be bothered pulling your fucking finger out and educating your kids at home and talking to them about books right or is it that you're fucking scared of people with brown skin or people with different accents being around your children (laughs) which is it cunt oh it's all free well it's that yeah I'd buy an advantages for future life for your kids but it's not it's not. But it does, is there not like a private school network? You can't say there isn't a private school network. It, people are so obsessed with where they went to school and shit like that. Yeah, I suppose in the higher echelons of things, if you work in the law or, um, yeah, that sort of thing, I guess. That's, why, you we're, be, that's why we're you, sat in a travel lodge talking into a fucking nah, no, microphone. No, it's not. What, do you, would you want, do you want, do you, in another life, would you have wanted to be a high-flying barrister yes. or politician? Yes. Well, I fucking Absolutely. wouldn't. Absolutely. I don't believe you. I don't think you would. <laughs> I don't know, because if I'd, if I'd had the education that might have led to that, who knows? Well. If I'd been privately educated, I wouldn't be sitting here with you now. Wouldn't you? Nor would you. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know. Well, I probably wouldn't be, but I'd probably be sitting with a fucking tedious cunt in a fucking yeah. boardroom talking about pointless shit, mate. So I'm fucking delighted I didn't have a private education because well, I'd same. rather be here. Same. I don't even know if private education's available in Sunderland. <laughs> I don't I even know what to think. No. I mean, I'm taking it for granted. You'd have to get on a steam train and go somewhere else. <laughs> They've got loads of them in Scotland. That's not far away. There's probably some in North Yorkshire. Yeah, where it's a bit more Tory. Thirsk, that feels a bit Tory. I love Thirsk, but the more I look anyway, at it, in answer Tory to your to this bloke's oh, question, question in his yeah. gene, what's he got to do? Um, just like have kids. If you haven't got kids, have them. If if you have got kids, then don't worry about it because you'll you'll find your own tribe anyway. Yeah, but, but don't don't, don't start taking fucking angel dust and hanging around in the park where you and your kids like to play. No, don't hang fucking... around in that bush that you like to go in. Don't don't be fucking Off taking coke near me and me and my kids. Because that will fucking kill you. <laughs> That's our fucking bush. I would say the one good thing about here is like, you know, last night we were at the venue here in um. Not Where in, are we? No, we, yeah. we, we're in we're in the venue in, in, in Glee, which is 
in some sort of canal fucking wharf area is it yeah. and we looked out the window and we saw some teenagers doing some loitering didn't we by a canal boat and I was like look at this they're having a right good loiter I mean it looked like a real classic traditional English teenage loiter mm. they all had their hoods up it was mm. dark and cold it was a double bench scenario the, wasn't it they had two benches they the, were smoking there was, things there was two benches the two benches were full but there was also a conductor who was stood yeah. in front of the two benches he was the leader <laughs> he was the loiterer conductor <laughs> And they you were could also, see the hierarchy, couldn't you? Yeah, and then we saw the the canal boat that was like a houseboat, and we knew that a point would come in which they would start to bully the poor man, yeah. the poor divorcee who lived in there alone, who was just trying to get on with a quiet life. And they were all gonna <laughs> once they'd had a few more ciders, they were gonna start fucking harassing him. Anyway, oh I was looking at that and I was thinking, oh, that's nice, they're in a bit of a loiter. But then I did think it was quite good around my area because there isn't too much teenage loitering. Right, well, where do the teenagers go? What I don't know. Do? You don't know. don't know, <laughs> don't know where know. they are, don't care. Fair enough, as long as they're out of sight, out yeah. of mind, yeah. Fucking stay out of my way. <laughs> I got back onto the fucking obsession with canal boats yesterday because um, I came off the M1 on the way up from Brighton and I went to just somewhere near Milton Keynes, I think it was, and I had a walk along a canal. 30 minutes one way I turned around came back 30 minutes then I had a pub lunch mm. but the canal boat fucking the canal boat life is crying out to me yeah I could be that fella who ends up living on a canal boat wow, one day I, it seems I, so simple I interviewed a guy um, who lived on a boat it was a it was a houseboat but it's actually moored on the Thames not far from where I live I went mm. to interview him a couple of years ago and he was just—it was fucking amazing. This yeah. boat. It was. I thought, yeah, I can fucking totally get why mm-hmm. you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And he told me, you know, he, he did that thing. He got older. He sold up his house, and he wanted to give like a large sum of the money to his kids so they could get themselves started on the property ladder or whatever. And but he said it wasn't worth so much that I could still afford to get a really nice place myself. Yeah. So I thought, fuck it, I'll give more of the money to them and I'll just live on a fucking boat, mate. Yeah. And it, and the boat was done. He had a library on this boat, which was beautiful. It was like he devoted half the boat just to all of his books. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just spent all his time just fucking this reading. Is the thing. He's got all them books, but you don't need physical books anymore. You don't need no. records or CDs. Yeah, it's well, all unless you're in the you. cloud. Yeah, I know. You don't I, trust I, the I, cloud. I could, I could get rid of all of that if it meant living in a small confined space on a boat. Yeah, and just sailing around up and down the canals. I mean, yeah, that would be the other thing. Just the podcasting the ability, from the, a canal yeah, boat. Yeah, like Radio Caroline. Yeah, We've exactly. Done, we definitely talked pirate about podcasting. Before. We've definitely talked about it because then we're not subject to any laws, are we? Oh, I could buy a house and then it could be near where a canal is and then I can just wander off to where my boat is 10 minutes walk away and fuck off on the boat for a couple of weeks. My dad used to take me to the boat show at Earl's oh, Court Jesus. every year. <laughs> right. It's quite weird because I don't associate my dad with boats at all. Right, he's not really a boat. He's not the sort of bloke you can imagine. It's an Alan Partridge kind of thing, isn't it, the boat it, show? My dad can't swim. I've <laughs> never, never told you that, have I? I think you are. <laughs> Yeah. He can't fucking swim, mate. He's at the boat show. I don't know why he can't. He's never explained it. <laughs> was it a good networking location then? I mean, obviously there's dolly birds to look at. No, it was a weird... I think he just... You know, like, when you're a divorced dad and you're seeing it... I mean, not like you, because you spend all the time with the kids live at yours half the time, but, you know, mine was very much a traditional... At the weekend, weekend dad, yeah. he picks you up and yeah. you do a thing, yeah. right? 
And to be fair to him, he did make an effort. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like there were there was he would often have shit lined up. The board show, that's an effort. That's yeah, a hell of an but effort. it must be hard to like think of things yeah. to do all the time. Yeah. Especially back then, like now there's loads of this kidsania and all this shit now. Mm. Right. Don't know what that is. But we now now nowadays there's kid activities more. So he'd take me every year at Earl's Court, because that's sort of near to where we live. There was like the boat show, and then at another time of the year there was a car show. Yeah. And you go to it, and it's like. And it's Earl's Court, and there's always something. There's always something, but those were the two. Those were the two sort of benchmark yeah. shows for us during the year. I think my dad went to the car show once. My dad's mad in the cars, and I think he went yeah. to the car show once, went all the way to Earl's Court to go to that. Neither me yeah. nor my dad uh, were like banging to cars, really. But I think he just rightly thought there's just loads of fucking insane cars here, yeah, and he will brilliant. like look, and you can sit in them. Like, so there'll be a Lamborghini, yeah, and you just fucking go there and sit in it. And I wasn't Free a big car kid, but you're just like, this is great. So it's a whole day's entertainment. But the boat show was even better than the car show. Because the car show, when you're a kid, even if you're not into cars, you know, like, oh, Ferrari, oh, Lamborghini, yeah. you know all the names, don't you? And yeah. you want to go into school, go, set in a fucking Lamborghini, you cunts, right? <laughs> Boats, you know nothing about, but in a way, that makes it better. They're so mysterious because you go in and you're like, fucking boat I've never seen a boat there's from a the yacht, inside there's a speedboat and that's it yeah don't know any others and, it, and there's the ferry to France <laughs> Sally Ferry right that's the other type of boat but you go you go in and you think I've never fucking been in a boat I don't think <clears throat> i just seen them from the outside they look shit mm. and then you go let's go inside and you go in and it's like the most luxurious place you've and ever like seen and they're yeah like TARDIS is incredible fucking yeah. like, I couldn't believe it and my dad can't swim, can't sail. It's not our vibe, you know. Um, uh, we are artists. <laughs> and he's gone. And he got so... I was so into it, and he was so into it at one point, that we're talking about, I was saying... If, I was only about nine, I was going, Dad, if you sold your flat and your company she had a company at the time right and I said if you sold both those things you were things, giving them life logistics yeah, yeah I was yeah. I was like if you sold both those things could you afford this boat right <laughs> and he's going yeah I think yeah. I could <laughs> and then I'm like but then what and he's going well I'd have no money but I would have this boat <laughs> And it's very, very, very out of character for my dad to have those kind of discussions. I mean, that's the sort of shit that I say all the time. It's a, I'm constantly it's, dreaming up fucking mad schemes. So it just goes to show the power of a nice boat that even a man like my dad, who would usually go, don't be fucking ridiculous, boats are for cunts, and so is the water, and I'm not fucking... I can't swim. I'm not, I can't swim, and I'm not selling my flat and my business to buy this fucking boat. He was oh, like... Hang on, yes, I am. I, I think I might. I think I might sell everything I own to buy this it's boat. It's completely, <laughs> yeah. a completely male thing, that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? No woman would ever consider that but at all. Selling up yeah. everything yeah. they own. Yeah. I mean, I heard once about a guy who sold everything to live in a Ferrari, to buy a Ferrari. Live in it. Yeah, live in it. <laughs> well, he just thought, I'll sell everything, I'll buy the Ferrari, yeah. and then I'll worry about what to do next once mm. I've got the Ferrari. But I think his rationale was... But then it's like having property, having a Ferrari. I've always got this Ferrari. And in actual fact, they actually will increase in value over time as they become well, vintage I mean, Ferraris. I've, I've got a mate who lives in an old vicarage, a big old pile of a house just mm. outside Durham. And he, he always says, get the big house, then worry about the mortgage. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, I you agree. With, I, I, yeah, I agree with that to, up to a point. That's when we bought our first flat. 
when we were younger that's what I was saying my wife was be always brief, like be bold yeah don't, my wife was always like but what if this but what if that but what if yeah, this yeah, and yeah, I'm exactly. like in the end what you've the just got to fucking in? do it yeah. and then you find a way if yeah. you've got anything about you you find a fucking way mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, this cunt bought a Ferrari and then realised he had nowhere to live, so he was just literally Lived kipping in, in his Ferrari. Well, if you've got to live in your car, you might as well live in a Ferrari. No, I'd, I'd rather live in an Espace or a fucking <laughs> Passat. At least they've got a bit of room. <laughs> Ferrari's the worst car to live in. No boot space, no back seat. Yeah, I you... mean, I've got, I don't know about you, but obviously we're both doing the road trip. We're tr- driving around the country doing this tour. I've pu- I packed a blanket. Right. Oh, you said that, yeah. And, and that. as I was leaving the house, I also looked, I thought, right, what else could I possibly need? I mean, I've packed fucking the kitchen sink for this tour, right? <laughs> and I was really close to packing my my sleeping bag because a small part <laughs> of me wanted to break down and have to do a night on my back seat <laughs> just to see, just because it would be a good experience. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, I've got, I've got my big partner over there with a hooded, um, furry hood, I've got the sweatshirt to wear it on stage. I've got another like fleece to wear. Mm. I'll be all right if I yeah. break down the middle of nowhere, but probably won't happen. No. Well, let's hope that it might. Do. And I'm a member of the year, so I'll just ring them. It'll be all right. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. There's too you many know. safety nets. Don't you think it'd be great? It's like, yeah. I no, no, fuck that. I'm not bare grills. <laughs> fuck off. Anyway, that's it from this episode because. Um, we're heading off now to do something else and this is a contractually obliged mm. episode we're going to attempt the Pinocchio one um, later on in Leeds when we get there so um, take it or leave we're it. slightly behind on the episodes this week I think we'll leave Melchester till we're back off the tour and we'll do like a double or triple header mm. of uh, Melchester wherever when we are behind um, so there you go um, if you've enjoyed the shows we've done so far Brighton and Nottingham thanks for coming um your, your um, positivity and love is hugely yeah thanks for everyone in Brighton and Nottingham you're both great crowds and, and it if was you nice haven't to... got tickets yet honestly it's a fucking great show we've had a really <laughs> fucking good laugh <laughs> you really should come along if you're wavering come along it's dead good alright thank you very much and goodbye goodbye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.